This is May Fantasy Football. I am Brandon with me. As always, I do have my dad with me, Charles. Hello, everyone. It's been a, it's been a, about a year now at this point. This is something we wanted to kind of test out last year a little bit. We got some ideas for it, but we just didn't have the really the time to keep going with it. So that's why we're back now. It is 2021, and we're going to do our best to you know keep it going have more consistency you know at least one episode a week maybe we'll do more than that if it does keep going well but of course if you are listening right now go ahead and check out our social media just may fantasy football you can find us on twitter youtube if you're listening on youtube right now spotify anything like that thanks to anchor podcast but today we're gonna be talking about different off-season changes and impacts in the nfc which which division would you like to start off with today? Uh, let, let's start with the East. All right, we'll go ahead and start off with the NFC East today, which I, I personally think was probably the least amount of stuff to happen in a division. There's a lot more health concerns that are you know getting better which is good but we'll go ahead and start actually off with the Eagles. The Eagles this year they did lose Carson Wentz. Which I, I'm I'm really dying to know if his health issues is due to Philadelphia and their you know their health, their training, their medicine for the team, and all that kind of stuff to see if it's him or if it's just the organization that has a lot of health issues because there are plenty of players in Philadelphia that have just so many health issues Sean Jackson their entire running back cores so it Alshon will be Jeffrey. interesting to, what was that Alshon Jeffrey exactly Alshon Jeffrey and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to kind of see what he can do in the AFC now with the Colts but you know of course with Carson Wentz leaving that does mean that someone else has to come in yeah, I think it's that, uh, you know, we, we got a couple to choose from, but I think it's going to be coin flip. You know who I like, but uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, thank goodness we have uh, the camps starting, the mandatory camps are starting, and uh, we're going to start seeing what direction these teams are going. Yeah, I I think most people would also expect for it to be Jalen Hurts. They just signed on Nick Mullins, and they do still have Joe Flacco as a backup as well. I don't really... They could, you know, carry three quarterbacks the whole time, which would, I guess, make sense, but it would be really surprising if it isn't Jalen Hurts just because he did show a little bit of promise last year. The Dolphins kept going with Tua, and I feel like Jalen Hurts has a lot of the same skill types. You know, they both can be very mobile, and they did have a little bit of passing issues. However, Jalen Hurts did show some really big big plays, big games. So it is really weird to see if they don't stick with Hurts at this point. But I know, you know, of course, new coach, new regime, they might not stick with the guy. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about that. So... You know, I'd hate to see this kid's confidence uh, broken because, like you said, he has promise, and uh, it'd be nice to see him fulfill it and uh, see Philly do something because that's been a very boring division. 
Uh, yeah, it definitely has been. And, of course, speaking of boring, we'll go and jump over to a team that really didn't have a whole lot of exciting changes. It's more just their quarterback will be back for this season. That is the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is back. He's you know healthy. They moved on from Andy Dalton, so it seems like they aren't too concerned about Dak's health. So we'll just kind of have to see, you know, how it will kind of play out. I mean, I know a lot of people are really excited about that wide receiver core. So if Dak can stay healthy, you know, get back to that near 5,000-yard season like he was, what, two years ago now, I mean, they will be a great fantasy option. Yeah, it's one of those teams that you could really just throw a dart at a board and choose any of those three options from C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, or Michael Gallup. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's going to be, I think he'll hit those possible 5,000 yards like you said. Um, he'll definitely be somewhere between, you know, 4,500 and five because he has all the weapons over there. And um, it, they do have a weak defense, and I think they're going to have to throw a lot. So uh, let's, you know, see what happens. But at least I guess we have that uh, taken care of. I don't know. I'm kind of questioning it. Yeah, so the the next team we'll go and jump over to is a little more quarterback conversation again. That is with the Washington football team. It is say goodbye to Haskins. They're moving on from him, which thank goodness he is terrible in my opinion. But you know we'll see if he ever gets an opportunity out with the Steelers. But now we do have good old Fitz Magic with the Washington football team. So we'll have to kind of see you know. If he can do what he always does, you know, start really strong, four to six games, and then just completely falls off, and then they have to go to a backup. It is really just crazy seeing them not do anything with, I, I believe it was, uh, I'm trying to think of his first name. It starts with a T, I know, but uh, uh, Heineken, or uh, Heineke? I, I can never yeah, I think it was Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. Yeah, Heineken, everybody was real high on him. He had the big game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what he was able to do with the playoffs it's it is kind of surprising that they're not going to really give him a shot and they're going to go with a journeyman quarterback but this might be Fitzmagic's first opportunity to actually get in the playoffs in his very lengthy career so it'll be exciting to see that I mean this is a, a quarterback that he almost every team he goes to he's on the bench he comes off he plays very well a few times he's gotten the opportunity to start the following season and just falls off the ledge. It's going to be weird to see. I mean, I would love to see Terry McLaurin get a little bit of love and get a lot of deep ball threat with, you know, Fitzmagic being there and not Haskins anymore. But the fourth and last team we do have for the NFC East today is going to be the Giants, another team with not a whole lot going on. Saquon Barkley is returning, hopefully at full strength, healthy, and it will be nice to kind of see where they can go this year with uh, Daniel Jones to kind of see if he is going to be the future of the Giants. I think this is his last shot. Yeah, I completely agree with that. those last couple words there, his last shot, because I think they did almost everything possible to try to help him out uh, in the offseason. So. And I'm excited. Uh, hopefully Barkley is healthy and we get to see some exciting football from him because he's fun to watch. And unfortunately, we weren't uh, blessed with that last year. We're going to go and move on over to the NFC North. We'll go ahead and start it out with the Lions. And they had a huge 
QB changes well this season with just a flip-flop of the Lions and the Rams. Of course, we'll talk about them in a moment. But the Lions have gotten rid of Matthew Stafford and have acquired Jared Goff. The Lions are a terrible organization. I didn't think they can get any worse, but they decided to take a step down at quarterback. <laughs> I, I don't understand this one. Do you, I mean, can you make sense of it? No. It, um, um, I mean, I for what they got back, I guess, but quarterback-wise, they're really just, again, it's just going to kind of hurt them in the long run. I mean, if they're just going for a full reset, rebuild, then, uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, because I, I, I'll go and double-check. I'm pretty sure they got a first-rounder for 2022 and 2023 for this. It was a, yeah, it was a first-rounder for 2022 and 2023, and then a third-rounder for 2021. So they got a lot for it. This is just yeah. This is them just hitting the restart button. I mean, I I can understand they were giving up, and thank goodness for Matthew Stafford. He's gonna have an opportunity to have a shot at a at least playoff contention, maybe even a Super Bowl run. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Is those are almost gonna be second round picks now. I mean, uh, you're talking you know somewhere between probably 25 and 32 uh, because you just made the Rams much much better. Um, You've got a guy who can throw the deep ball. I mean, Detroit's going to have to completely change their whole scheme because they're two different quarterbacks. I don't think they'll have to really change uh, their scheme of just lose, but we'll uh, we'll see. We'll we'll definitely see. We'll skip on over to the Vikings now. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to say this year. I mean, Dalvin Cook was a monster last year. We'll see if he can keep it going, stay healthy. It was exciting to see him on the field for a very hefty majority of the season in snaps. So good luck to the Vikings. We'll go ahead and skip them for now. We do have the Green Bay Packers. It's kind of weird. It's been a weird offseason for the Packers, you know, with all of the QB drama and changes going on in the NFC North. It's just weird that they're the team with who started, you know, you'd think that they're the team with the best quarterback in the division and they have the most quarterback controversy. Whether it was drafting Jordan Love maybe a season too early and pay issues, all those different things, but the Aaron Rodgers drama has just been insane and honestly, I, I think on his end, rightfully so. I'm... I'm at awe that they let it get out of control. I think that's the biggest problem. They let this, they didn't try to cut it off. They let it get out of control and they didn't help themselves at all. Yeah, just pay the man. Pay the man. Let him have a lot more control. I mean, we saw what it did with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They let Tom Brady have a lot of say, a lot of control, and they won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady was, hey, go get me Gronk. Go get me Antonio Brown. And they did exactly what he wanted, and they won. And that's how you have a good organization. Happy quarterback, happy franchise. So it's just crazy. Yeah, the Packers are really just letting it slip. I mean, realistically, if Aaron Rodgers walks and really doesn't play this year, Jordan Love and the Packers could be a bottom five team this year. So we'll definitely have to see you. It's just so weird to think because, of course, the two of us, we are Bears fans. We'll go ahead and start talking about the Bears now, but it is just wild to think that there is optimism now in the division and a lot of optimism now for the Bears with Justin Fields. You know, it started out with us finally waving the the white surrender flag to Mitchell Trubisky, letting him walk, and we went ahead and got Andy Dalton, and then from there... 
got lucky enough to get Justin Fields in the draft, which was, you know, of course, very exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun now in the division. And it does bring a lot of promise to the fantasy side of things, too. I mean, I do think now Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney have a real quarterback to be throwing them the ball. And then on top of that, we do have, you know, there is a fantastic run game in Chicago. I think this year could be kind of a surprising year for some of the Chicago Bears players in fantasy. I think you hit the you you hit it right on the head with when you said the Bears got lucky, um, getting Fields that late. I mean, I mean, it sounds early, you know, because it's still single digits. But I'm sorry, he's uh, to me he was the second best quarterback in this draft. Um, he he definitely would have been the best if Trevor would have you know been able to even leave earlier um but they got very lucky and i hope he really doesn't see much of the field this year i hope he gets to learn from dalton who is a good quarterback he's not you know complete garbage or anything he, he's he can do the job and he he can make throws so you know l- let him learn let him, you know, let hopefully the game will even slow down for him. And, uh, you know, by next year, we could have something very, very exciting. So that's going to do it for the NFC North. We're going to go and jump into the NFC West. Another uh, rookie quarterback situation 49ers getting Trey Lance, which I can understand it on the side of Jimmy Garoppolo's health. It's just weird because, you know, you have a quarterback over there who's, you know, not the most statistically exciting quarterback, but he's a game manager and he's a winner. And to take that step away is very interesting. You know, of course, will Trey Lance start this year? There's a slight chance, just like, you know, as we mentioned with Justin Fields. I think it will be best, though, for Lance if he does take the year to kind of understand the NFL offense. He's a great athlete. He's in kind of that uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray with a little bit better of an arm, I would say, than probably both of them realistically it's just can he bring it all into the nfl you know what i mean it surprised me i mean it well it did and it didn't i mean i'm not a big garoppolo fan but you're right he's a game manager they could have put a piece in there to help the team somewhere and taken a big step forward I mean because this is a team that has a lot everywhere and they just needed to add a couple pieces here and there and you know you're talking possible playoff team I know it is a tough division but they, they do have a lot but we'll see what the kid can do in a few years and see what happens I know you say a few years, but I think there's a chance he does start personally. And I think if he does start fantasy-wise, it's going to be insane. He will, I think, easily. If he starts all 16 somehow, he'll be a top seven quarterback just because of his uh, rushing potential. Well, uh, of course, we'll jump into that a lot more when it comes to our quarterback rankings, which will probably be the next week or two at this point. But we'll go ahead and move on over to the Rams. 
The Rams, as we did, already kind of uh, touch base on, so we won't stay on this for too long. But Stafford finally has a real team, which is fantastic for him to see. And I think it will be very exciting to kind of see what Robert Woods and Cooper Cup will be able to now take from this and possibly just really just flourish in this new uh, quarterback-led offense. This is, to me, just unbelievable to add Matthew Stafford to this team for him to <laughs> to to him to go to this team where he's going to be on the field all day because that defense will definitely uh take the ball away or three and outs and um I, I think he could have a huge huge year I, I he could easily easily be a uh top five quarterback pass I, I was going to say three but he, he could easily be top five. Yeah, I mean, without a real rushing from him, I think, yeah, probably top five is a good spot for him. And, of course, we'll discuss it more in the quarterback episode. But, yeah, no, I love the landing spot for him. It's going to be really exciting for the division itself. But for the Cardinals, a little bit of a change on offense, adding a secondary weapon now behind DeAndre Hopkins, who they acquired back in the 2020 uh preseason or 2019 postseason and now they added AJ Green yes he is you know an older wide receiver but he is still very talented and if he can stay healthy it'll be very nice I don't think he needs to play the full season to really help out the Cardinals and then the other change that they did make really the only defensive comment we'll even really mention today is JJ Watt which is just very exciting to see huge players go to you know new teams and potential winning teams you said it potential winning teams and I think uh, uh, Arizona could be one of those teams uh, I think that uh, a, I think AJ Green can actually make it through the season you know I mean you gotta remember he's in a different atmosphere now I mean he went from being the number one guy to being maybe the two he definitely is the two but was he really the number one well, well, and he hasn't played football since 2019 well, that's what I know, but he he was used to being the one. He yeah. he had a lot of targets. We know that he had a lot of catches. Uh, he he was used to being the guy, and now he doesn't have to be. I mean, he could be that phenomenal third down guy because he does have great hands. Um, you know, he's a great route runner, and he's just not going to have to take the beating he took before. You know, down the middle of the field all the time, and you know. It, touching the ball you know 95 times so yeah uh again i do like the landing spot i do i would love to see him actually be healthy this year or get to at least play some games the last team for the nfc west is the seahawks and it was really just russell wilson drama there is a lot of talks and mentions that he was going to get traded i know a lot of talks was for the bears for a little while there and yeah, the whole big question about them this offseason was where is Russell going to go? And then he ended up staying in Seattle. We'll see if Pete Carroll ever decides to let Russell have any sort of say on, you know, what happens to the team. Oh, I, it's, uh, <laughs> of course, this, like you said, the same thing, more quarterback drama. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. Um, I hope it's for the better. And, um, 
you know, I hope some changes are made to, to, you know, have less drama and, uh, you know, make things a little smoother for everybody. Yeah, it would be nice. Russell Wilson definitely deserves a much better organization situation, kind of just like Aaron Rodgers. But we're going to go ahead and move on over to our final division in the NFC. That is the NFC South. We'll go ahead and start it out with the Saints, kind of easy one to discuss. Drew Brees had his final season last year. He did retire, and now we are having kind of a competition at quarterback, kind of not. I think they're both going to split time a little bit here and there, but... That's kind of it for us for the Saints. It's just no more Breeze, and now they have Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and Trevor Simeon. All I can say is sad. Um, great, you know, great quarterback, great coach he played for, great organization, and uh, I'm glad he won. See where their future quarterbacks are going to be ranked in the near future. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be weird not having just that constant Hall of Famer-style quarterback for the Saints, but of course that does have to happen every decade or so with different teams. Speaking of another quarterback that will probably be taking his last season, maybe this year, maybe the year after, but that is going to be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They had no roster changes from the Super Bowl, which is crazy to see so many teams that you'll – you know, see they'll win a Super Bowl, the players who their contracts are over want more money, want to get paid more, go to different teams, losing teams, stuff like that. But I do think Tom Brady, you know, some people argue that he's maybe not the GOAT, that he is the GOAT, but one thing I will say, teammates love to play with him. And it shows. Everyone stayed on the team from the Super Bowl, and they're just going into another year with more experience together, more age on them, but again, more experience is always good as a, uh, a unit. So... Yeah, that, that's really it for the Buccaneers. You know what? I, I'm at all with the Buccaneers. Uh, congratulations to them for winning it. General manager did a great job putting that team together. Of course, you know, Brady had a lot to do with it. You and I talked after the season. I told you I didn't think there was no way they could keep all these big names together. So I'm sure they've had some changes on the team, but they're probably just minor, you know, names here and there. But, you know, for them to keep all the big names, you know, keeping Gronk, keeping AB, he just, just blows me away. Blows me away. And hats off to those guys for, you know, taking less money and just wanting to have fun in play and win a game so we got two teams left and one of them in a much more exciting note is the Panthers that is Sam Darnold finding a new home now we finally get to see you know is Sam Darnold a good quarterback or is is he just bad what was it the Jets holding him back or are the Jets and him both just not quite there so I love this personally. I, he's going to a really good situation. You're, you're going to a division with two very weak teams now, potentially if the Saints just can't bring it back after Drew Brees. The Falcons have been just kind of an issue ever since the Super Bowl, and the Buccaneers are strong. So, I mean, the Panthers could do something here. McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, 
DJ Moore, that they have plenty of weapons over there. So uh, I'm excited for the Panthers this year. I, and I'm with you. And uh, it's really funny. They get rid of this, you know, kid quarterback who, you know, has got a great background behind him, huge coming out of high school. And uh, they just gave up on him, and he didn't have really anything around him with an awful coach. Now they have a new coach, and they also probably had one of their best drafts they've ever had as an organization. And, uh, you know, now uh, this, you know, possible future star that they drafted, they send to Carolina, and like you said, a very good situation. When you got a running back like that over there and he's got good off, you know, offensive weapons, you know, and they're they're at least at average almost everywhere else. So I I love the situation for him. And I hope he I hope he does something with it. Yeah, it uh, really couldn't have been much better for Sam Darnold. And now for the last team we'll be talking about today, that is the Atlanta Falcons. Going to finish with them today because they are the team with the most recent news, and that is with Julio Jones being traded, something I never thought I would see. Funny enough, I almost bought a Julio Jones jersey a couple of years back, and I'm very glad I didn't, but Julio Jones was just traded roughly, I want to say, a week ago at this point, and they did acquire Mike Davis in the offseason for their running back. Uh, I think he's really kind of just their main running back at this point. So two huge changes. I do think the Falcons are not going to have a whole lot of love this year. I mean, they still have Calvin Ridley. They did get uh, Pitts in the draft at tight end, but without Julio Jones, it's that is scary. I think we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, I know you're not high on their wide receiving core now. I still think Ridley has talent. I think they have other wide receivers on the team that has talent. Uh, I love their draft pick at four. Uh, with the tight end so my biggest problem is Mike Davis I mean a guy who was even in the league a couple years ago you know what I mean I mean that's my biggest problem is he's their lead back for a guy who yeah he looked good last year he was probably a pro bowler but you know uh, I don't think he's uh, starter numbers except for maybe a hand you know a couple times in his whole career uh, he's just never really gotten to start, honestly. That's kind of the big thing there, which, I mean, if you're not starting, there's a reason to it. <clears throat> he was in San Fran for a little bit, and then he was over in Seattle, played part of the season in Seattle and was actually kind of decent, and then played part of the year last year and was kind of decent. So, you know, we'll see if he really gets to do a whole lot. I mean, he can, he can catch. So, I mean, that is what that team needs, a little bit of a dump-off potential with Matt Ryan there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. But, yeah, Julio Jones leaving and Mike Davis is going to be the big ones there for us. But I think that's going to do it for us then today for the NFC breakdown of, you know, what the impact of the postseason of the 2020 and then, of course, going into the season of 2021 for fantasy football. We're going to go and do this again next week or the next couple of days possibly for the AFC, dive into each team just like this. And, yeah, that'll do it for us today. So, again, this is Brandon and Charles with May Fantasy Football. See you next week. Have a good night.